podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and, and you're you listening to the Game to Love podcast. Ah, hello again, <clears throat> GTL fans. Excuse me. Not a good way to start. Should have cleared my throat before. Uh, yeah, we're back again. I was in. I was up early for Ashley Barty, giving you a little bit of coverage on uh, that one. She has gone through convincingly into the quarterfinals, but we're here to discuss all of the other quarterfinals as well, because uh, there were some interesting uh, things happening overnight whilst we were asleep, weren't there, JG? Yeah, mate, there were some interesting things, some pretty what one of the mill expected stuff. Daniel Medvedev cruising through in straight sets. Same yes. with the other Russian Rublev. Them two are just on, on fire right now. And uh yeah. it was inevitable. I think everyone in our bracket had them two meeting. Uh if you didn't, I don't know what you've been watching the last few months because it, I feel like it was just meant meant to be them two again in another Grand Slam, playing this time in a quarter final of the Australian Open. Medvedev always has the better of Rublev. Uh, yeah. I don't know. People are actually predicting that Rublev could make a bit of a comeback this year and um, yeah. finally get one over on Medvedev. Well, no better time than uh, than now, I think. Yeah. It's just uh, he's been waiting uh, long enough to uh, get that one back. But, uh, well, Medvedev looks in ridiculous form uh, as, well, he's your winner or prediction. Um, my one, Novak Djokovic, is slightly more under the weather, let's say, and people sort of writing him off a little bit. He's dropped sets in the last two of his matches now. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he still looked good against Raonic, but there's, it's, there's still like a little questions above above that match, just saying like, is that the real Djokovic or not? I mean, in spells, yeah, but in the full, full match, not sure. It's uh, The jury's out. We're going to find out against Alex Zverev, that's for sure, because mm. that's someone who's really going to test him. Zverev's been in incredible form, only lost one set in the whole t- uh, tournament. It was the first set of the tournament. So he yeah. just started slow, and since then he's been great. So, And you predicted Zverev to knock out Novak Djokovic. In this, yeah, I did uh, that right at the beginning. So this is my moment, hopefully. Uh, yeah. You've had your one with uh, Dominic Team and Dimitrov. Hopefully I get mine with Zverev Djokovic, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, just big shout out to everyone who's joined us for this one. Uh, we've got Mary here. How are we doing? Uh, James 2X as well. Thanks, mate. Almino, Brandon's here. And uh, I just lost it now. James is asking, <laughs> Medvedev is a huge favourite. Uh, one to three. Do you think that's fair? Is that for the tournament? Yeah, to win the tournament. Uh, I mean, the form he's in. but Because pre-tournament, it would have been Novak Djokovic, wouldn't it? It would have been the yeah, clear favourite outright with the bookies. Medvedev would have been a close second with, I think he was tied with Dominic Team, And then Rafa was just sort of making up the, the third space, like fourth spot. Yeah, I mean, for um, me, you've still got a... Re- I mean, it's difficult because you don't really know how legitimate uh, Novak's injury is or how much it's really troubling him. So you'd you'd think that Medvedev, in the form he's in, uh, is sort of warranted at the moment. But... He did uh, drop a couple of sets, so uh, he's not invincible either. He he still can be pegged back. Kronovich managed to do two sets on him, so and he well, obviously came back and won six. Was it six love in the final set? But 
I still think that there's uh, there's a few questions to be answered there. He cruised past Mackenzie McDonald. He still hasn't faced anyone who can really trouble him yet. For me, how he shouldn't have even come close to Krinovich. Rublev is the man, and now we're going to find out uh, what uh, Rublev's made of. This is his chance now. Are you going to be a big Grand Slam player in 2021? Are you going to push all of the top players? You've got into the top 10 now. Are you going to now push into... Uh, contention for top five this is his like uh it's his moment coming, isn't it yeah he's coming out party really if he yeah. manages to uh beat daniel medvedev here the favorite of the tournament then surely rublev will turn into the favorite in the tournament yeah i'm certainly looking forward to it hopefully medvedev can win for my sake because i predicted medvedev to win the whole thing um but i wouldn't be surprised if rublev maybe sneaks a set it's not happened recently us open it was straight sets uh, i think the last few times they've played, it's always been a straight sets Medvedev. But Rublev's getting closer. He had set points yeah. the last time they played. I think he was up a break in the second as well. So you never know. And this tournament, he's not dropped a set, has he? So no. maybe we'll get on to some of their matches, uh, which we had last night. Indeed, mate. Should, should I bring it up? Yeah, What's bring that? up the, like, the matches from last night. Wait, I'll just answer some questions here. So we've got Cal here saying, if Novak keeps talking about having a back injury and was winning in straight sets like Rafa is, would he be given the same trust and sympathy or would he be called an actor and a cheat? Well, so, uh, well, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a, and I don't, I don't even like all of these things that people bring up about players and just saying that they're acting and cheating and all of this type of thing. Because at the end of the day, you have no idea. Like, there's nobody knows apart from the player themselves. But, you can't. Okay, but there's one thing. Right? No, there's one no. thing for me which I want to talk about with this. Novak Djokovic plays McDon- uh, not McDonald. He plays Taylor Fritz, and he's yep. he's down. He's he's down. He's playing really quite bad at the, at, the, at the time. He's gone to a fifth set. People are expecting him to potentially not get knocked out by Taylor Fritz. He's injured. Uh, he looks visibly distressed. Uh, he's just dropped. He's from two sets up and he's now pulled it all the way back to 2 all. He then comes out. He wins the match, plays ridiculous tennis in the fifth set. He comes out after the match and he goes to the, the lady on the court. Um, I really struggled. I've definitely 100% without a doubt, doubt torn a muscle and sort of signaling to his abdominals. So he's torn a muscle in his abdominals. Yeah. The next match, he then says, I've got no certainty that I'll be able to play in 48 hours. I'm just going to rest and see if I can do it. All of a sudden, then, he can play. He plays very well against Raonic. After that match, they asked the same question. How's the injury? You looked okay today? Um, and he was like, I was in pain throughout. It was uh, tricky. And I'm not saying I doubt any of this. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, I'm pretty sure he does have some kind of injury. But then he was saying, we're very reluctant to answer any more questions about his injury dismissing the fact that it's a personal thing and uh, I can't say with no certainty what I've done. When the previous match, he's 100% certain he's torn a muscle. Yeah, but and if you, you have a torn a muscle, it's all a bit mind games and is stuff, isn't it? You can never have to be 100%. He's not a doctor. Yeah, exactly. You can't know there and then after the match. Like, Did the doctor come on quickly and just go, yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. You definitely pulled a muscle, mate. Yeah, I've just, just uh, grabbed you. We haven't done any sort of physio anything to even work it out. Just there in a post-match uh, interview, he probably felt at the time like something had torn or something, but it might just be like, I don't know, something that's much less, like 20% or something. It might not be 100 but it might just felt like it at the time, and he just was fatigued maybe. So it just As far as well. I know, he's also come out afterwards and saying that uh, the doctors have confirmed it's a, it's a tear. 
and stuff. And I'm just I'm not, not sure if that's 100% accurate, but if it is, Ben, you'll see what happened with Berrettini today. Berrettini is suffering from something very similar against um, in the previous match. I forget who he beat now. Um, Berrettini. Hatchinov. Hatchinov. He, yep. he suffered with the same thing. And you see him visibly serving. His serving dropped off massively in the final few sets. He pulled out today. He, could, he, can't, he can't continue. Like, no, I understand Novak yeah. Djokovic is a champion, but if you've torn, torn your muscle, there's no way you can play. So, for me, it's a lot of um, acting, which is, I don't know, acting's maybe a harsh word. I think he's just dramatising everything, dramatising a lot. Um, he's probably got a bit of a niggle. I don't think it's as bad as what he makes it out to be. Well, it's possible. I mean, it's uh, it's, in, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's just uh, you're never going to know. You're never really going to know the full truth because it's only it's up to him whether he wants to disclose if it's actually as bad as it is or if it's not as bad as it is. But you can only take what he says. I think you. I think everybody just has to realise you can take everything with a pinch of salt. Even if these top players say, "Oh, I've got a bit of a back injury," like Rafa, he's still one of the best players ever to play this way. He's still going to beat a lot of players. Even if he's in pain, Novak will still beat majority of the players on tour. You could be top 10. He's still probably going to beat you, but he'll do it in pain. He's just, it's just the way they, those players are. That's what the, that's how they have 17 Grand Slams, 20 Grand Slams. They don't get Grand Slams by just going, oh, let me back hurts a bit. I'm pulling out. Oh, no, tournament. No, they just go suck it up and just go, I'll deal with that later. And... That's what he's doing, I think, in person. Personally, he comes out after the match and says, "I was in agony the whole time," and he probably is really stressed during the match. But he gets through it. He's like a person who would probably achieve in anything in his life in any. Sport. He's certainly injured. I don't like people keep coming out and criticizing. I've seen certain media outlets to say saying Djokovic is faking the whole thing. It's a load of rubbish. It's a load of- <clears throat> he's two sets up against Taylor Fritz. Why is he going to want to fake an injury? No, it's the most pathetic thing I've heard. Really. I don't think he's doing that. He's just dramatising the whole thing, probably making it sound a little bit worse than what it is, uh, lulling the opposition into a false sense of security and beating them. Nothing really wrong with it, to be honest. Um, it's just very dramatic. Not my style. I don't like it personally, but it, 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 what am I to say? If, it, if it's going to win him the championship and he goes all the way and takes the trophy, fair play, in my opinion. Well, There's exactly. a lot worse things to be, a lot worse things to be doing, I think. Well, mate, exactly. I think at the end of the day, He's always going to make the headlines for anything that he says. So he can't win for me, Novak. Whenever he says anything, there's always somebody's going to pick it apart and uh, turn him into the bad guy. And they really need to stop doing it. He he hasn't really said or done anything that wrong here. He's just said he was feeling injured and then played well. I mean, how does that get you a bad press? If anything, give the guy a round of applause for playing and just trust what he's saying. Stop just being distrusting of tennis players yeah. all the time. But anyway, let's move on to some other things. Because yeah. Cal there, we answered the question well. Thanks for that. Wonderful answer. Yeah, sorry, we didn't expect to go on so long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John was just saying, if Djokovic is 100% Zverev will take him out. That's bold. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, Zverev has all the ability. I think this is his best chance to actually knock out Novak Djokovic in a competition for, well, in his whole career so far. I mean, I think that... Uh, they played obviously fairly recently, and Djokovic sort of had a sort of easy win over him. I think, to be fair, uh, I still think Zverev is improving a lot if he serves well, uh, and I think he looks mentally a lot better at this uh, this time. Uh, and yeah, I think that does, he's yeah. all, all of those uh, problems that he had are sort of 
forgotten about for, for the moment, and he looks really promising. So I think I'm actually starting to warm a little bit more to Zverev now. I actually, I, I want to see him do well. He's, still, he's a young guy. I want to see him now flourish and now the next gen sort of trying to come through and actually we see uh, some great tennis from them. don't want to see that always them just getting pulverized by uh, the big three because at some yeah. point we, we're going to lose the big three and we want to see the promise in next gen. And if they can produce top tennis consistently, that's the key. And at the moment, he's playing very well in this tournament. Dropped one set. And other than that, he's looked pretty much faultless, really. Yeah, and I can confirm we all will be doing a live watch-along for that uh, in about 20 hours. I usually just <laughs> say the hours now because <laughs> otherwise, if I just say <laughs> tomorrow morning, everyone gets very confused with it, with uh, where they are in the world. So as long as I tell you, we'll be doing that match regardless. Uh, Zverev versus Djokovic. It's going to yeah. be a really good one. I think we're going to see both players take sets. Um, I reckon Zverev... I think Zverev can do it, but it's going to be really tough. Dan there in the chat. Good to have you in, Dan. He's saying Zverev normally has uh, two or three long matches by now, like five setters, four setters. Yeah. He always Hasn't... drops sets. He's not done it this yeah. year, which is no, exactly. very weird. To be fair. Exactly. That's a good sign of he's improving. And he's been to a Grand Slam final now. He's got So why can't he get to another one? I think in his mind, that will drive him on i want to get that grand slam now i was so close i was two sets to love up in the grand slam final come on i mean what more incentive do you need but uh, i think that he yeah, he could be a real threat to novak here that's yeah. what i personally think no certainly i think he's going to be a threat um i thought i think it's going to be a really close match i'm just going for Sverev to edge it slightly maybe he's not played so much tennis Shall I bring and up the other a bit more fresher. Yeah. yeah bring up the bring up the other graphic just so that you can see uh Oh, we just didn't um, speak about Nadal Fonini, that's all, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we'll, well, we can speak about it when we go to the uh, to his round because we're obviously not, not needing to speak about uh, Berrettini Sitterbass. <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, the lineup anyway. I'll bring, make that a little bit bigger for you guys. There you go. Yeah, nice. so that is our lineup. This is the final eight. This is the final eight of the Australian Open this year. And um, it's to be pretty expected who they all are. It's only the number three and four down the list, Dimitrov, Karatsev. You'd yeah. expect it to have been Dominic Team and Schwartzman, And then we'd have had the whole <laughs> Nitto ATP finals again. Well, exactly. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's just mad, isn't it? And uh, I had somebody else in the comments uh, earlier on in the Barty match saying that's uh, how many? We've got Medvedev, we've got Rublev. Uh, and then you've apparently Sitapas and Zverev there, and uh, well, we got Medvedev, Rublev, Karatsev, Russian, and apparently Zverev and Sitapas is one of their parents is Russian as well. So they said that there's all this Russian like heritage coming through the draw, and they've only got Djokovic, Nadal, and uh, Dimitrov are the only ones who are without that. So, oh, interesting, bit crazy that I didn't realize that uh, that uh, Sitapas as well had some Russian in him, but. That's, that's news to me, but if that's if that's the case, that's pretty uh, crazy statistics and some good bloodline there. <laughs> the Russians smashing it up. Yeah, Jamie, there Russia's winning. Obviously, they won the ATP Cup just before yes. this as well. So no, no one, no one can stop them right now. And talking about stopping the Russians, can Dimitrov do it? That's what I want to know. Can he stop wow. Aslan Karatsev? Well, mate, it's the big question: the cat. Or the lion. I don't know. He's turning into more of a lion these days rather than a cat. Uh, I don't know. if uh, I, For me, 
I think the odds on bet is to Karatsev to get a, a set off of him for starters. I think it's possible. I think Karatsev can take a set from Dimitrov. Whether he can do the whole lot, Dimitrov's looking pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure. Is. It might be a step too far for Karatsev. This, but did you have Dimitrov going out in this round? In yeah, your yeah, I did to Schwartzman, didn't oh, okay. I? Like a fool. Like a fool I was, <laughs> thinking that Schwartzman would be able to uh, compete on these fast hard courts. But I was it was more down to injuries. I thought he was just going to... Uh, yeah, I agree with Team Groves. Come on, Karatsev. Keep the, yeah, uh, the story want. going. It would be nice to see the story. Uh, but if I'm speaking from my, from my head, I think Dimitrov's going to have a little bit too much. I think both players will take a set, but Dimitrov will advance there. Yeah, the top yeah. one we've spoke about, it's a very tight one. It's a very, very tight one. I've said my opinion on it. And I'm kind of going with what I said at the beginning of the tournament, but anything's really possible there. Djokovic, was, Djokovic will be the favourite, regardless of the injury or not. How many sets do you think? I think it could be a five-setter, to be honest. Same. I think it could be five sets, but yeah. I reckon it could be Novak in five, and it might be a real grinding fifth set where he just gets the mental edge on Zverev, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Wait, imagine a semi-final, Djokovic-Karatsev. <laughs> Karatsev beats him. That would just be the most 2020 thing. It's in the wrong year, isn't it? This this grand right. slam. And uh, it's bad for me to say, but I would probably be cheering on Karatsev, not my man <laughs> who I need to win in my bracket because Karatsev's just. Mate, like, if Karatsev gets to the final, I think I would cheer him on too, even if it was event. against Medvedev, because I think it would just be one of the greatest uh, sporting stories. It's like Leicester City winning the Premier League. Isn't yeah, it? it's like that's that big. Like, everyone so, loves an underdog, I feel. Mate, and especially oh, an underdog everyone. who we've spoken to and yeah. we've actually been following ridiculously well on the on the whole podcast for the last year, really. Since I we know. started, we've been talking about Karatsev. And since the pandemic, post-pandemic, he's been one of the best players to watch. Yeah, exactly. We even nominated um, him, didn't we, for our 2020 yeah. awards. People don't realise exactly. all these things. Mate, exactly. And I was speaking to uh, Ilya Marchenko this morning, who's good friends with him, and he was just saying to me, he was like, Oh, but you think that you released your Karatsev video a little bit too soon now, don't you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe if we put it out now, it would really be popping. But still, if you haven't watched it, go back. He's a man of few words. I was talking about that in the Abati one earlier, that clip you sent me when he said, ah, oh, the, the journalist asking him that question. So... Uh, what happened after two sets down with Felix? Like you seem to go off court. Did you really regather yourself and really like what were you saying to yourself uh, off court? I just went toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. reassuring to know he's like that with everyone, and not just us and hates uh, game to love. But that, that he's guy. very dry. He's a very dry uh, individual with his with his personality. But mate, he definitely shows it on the court, and he is just an epic tennis player. Yeah. Mate, he's just, he is a real, real good. Uh, and plus, you just see, he's very quietly spoken off the court. But then on the court, he is like ferocious, like with some of his screaming, like, come on. He's like, really gets into it, doesn't he? It's pretty scary. So maybe Dimitrov might get a bit intimidated by him. But for me, I think. Dimitrov might be too good. He's got a lot of experience at this stage of the competition in Grand Slam. I think so. a lot of people agree with that as well. We've got Dan Rodham. He's saying Dimitrov wins. More variation with the backhand and attacking the net uh, mm. very well. Yes. Uh, Jugoslav as well going. Dimitrov plays uh, very good. Plays very good. Karatsev, no chance. Fair enough. I wouldn't say that... no chance. You can't really write the guy off. He's just beating everyone. Beating Felix, beating Schwartzman. Um, you'd argue them too. They're just Jerusalem as good as Dimitrov. They're beating Jerusalem off as well. 
So how let's many, just see how that one goes. Remember when we were talking about Jurisimov in the French, was it French Open when you said, oh, he gave Rafa, like it was like one of the best performances you'd seen, like playing Rafa on the Dow, and he managed to get to like four, three and four or something, something like that. But yeah. then then you look at what Karatsev just did to him. One game he got in the whole three sets. That's ridiculous. Wait, who's like, that, sorry? Jerusimov. Oh, Jerusimov, yeah, I know, yeah. Just yeah, a, yeah. He's a quality player. Yeah, it's, How... that's not normal, mate. It's a qualifier. Karatsev, honestly, has just been uh, a breath of fresh air really in the tournament. He's just been next level. He really has been good. I know we were bigging up the other K on the women's side, Kai Kanepe, but yeah, Karatsev's yeah. eclipsed him. Eclipsed well, him, sorry. Yeah, apparently he's like, a, what was it on the last, last watch-along? They said... Uh... Uh, apparently he's up to like number sixty-four in the world now already with this. Yeah. Uh, with this, if he finishes where he is now, uh, imagine if he goes one more, probably top fifty or something. Mate, I think he'll be top twenty by the end of the year, maybe even more. So let's just see how that one goes. Oh, uh, we've got a mixed view though. We've got Amit here saying Karatsev's going to beat Dimitrov. Interesting. Wow, love that. Jamie call. going uh, intimidating qualifier. Yeah, he certainly is. You don't want to be playing him. And Joel and saying, can you interview some British players, please? <laughs> you seem to be a good omer. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I'll tell you who would, I would really like to get on, Jack Draper. I feel like yeah. I always talk about him, but he's one for me who really excites me on the British side of things. And I'd love to have him on the podcast and then see him blow up and um, just follow him the whole way on his journey because I think he can be someone who could do really well uh, on the tennis circuit. Yes. Definitely. Uh, and then Jugus left there talking about Felix. You are bad guys about Felix, like for laughing. Did we laugh, mate? In all fairness, I feel uh, sorry for Felix. He's what at the seven it, finals, lost them all. He's just lost to a qualifier after being two sets up. Um, it's sad. He's just he's in a bad way. He needs a sports psychologist at the end of the day. Now it's got quite serious for me. Yeah, I think that there is definitely something mental uh, going on wrong with him, but. Let's move away from uh, talking about Karatsev yep. for a second. We've got uh, obviously the next one down. We sort of touched on it a little bit already. Rublev Medvedev. Uh, and it's the, the match we all wanted to see. Yeah. And it's the match between the two Russians, the two in-form, hard-court Russian. Uh, and Rublev were probably one of the best players of 2020. Uh, won five titles. And then... Medvedev with the back end of last year winning Masters, ATP Finals and now uh, at the beginning of this year, ATP Cup and the last few the last few months of the of the year and the start of this year, he's been the best player in the world in my opinion, yeah. the way he's playing Incredible. Uh, I'm not going to hold back there, Medvedev's been exceptional, you look at his record on the hard courts, he's not lost No, I mean it's really tough to bat, go against him isn't it, I'm sure Jax will be uh, popping her head up and giving some Rublev or some Rublev, should we say, just to try and get him through. And Mary as well. Rublev. Mary's a big Rublev fan, but she likes Medvedev as well. So I'm not sure how Mary's going to call it. I reckon Mary could edge towards Medvedev. That's my prediction. Um, mm. We've got Team Grove saying, I'm rooting for Rublev to pull off the upset. Wow. Um, Amit as well saying, Rublev is going to get the better of Medvedev. I've got a gut feeling. A lot of people are saying this, and I can understand it a little bit. I think he's getting closer and he's sort of bridging the gap. But it's Medvedev, and he's just yeah. getting better and better as well. So they're both going. It's like a graph, mate. Where it's just both going like yeah. this, parallel Stop to each the... other. I know, but the, he I'm just is sure. that I little. Think par- I think it's just breaking slightly, but it's still, it's still not. He's not bridged the line yet. I think the thing that most people are forgetting uh, about when I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm the same thing. I go jump on the hype, but you know me. In the ATP Finals, I had Rublev 
winning the group or something crazy. I got no. so caught up in the Rublev hype, I didn't take a step back. For this match, I'm going to take a step back and look at this from a, another like perspective because I think Andre Rublev, if that first serve stops firing, like we saw in the ATB finals, and if uh, Medvedev just gets the better of him because of his uh, good gas tank and running around the court, he's got amazing court coverage and he has more weapons for me, Medvedev. I think Rublev can be powerful and smash him off the court in a set, but can he do it over the course of a five-set match? That's mm. my problem with it all. Yeah, and I'm not sure he can. It's, it's so tough to call. It really is. Very there, confirms med all the way. That's good to know. I think I'm just going to go Medvedev purely for the fact that I've got him to win the tournament. But I wouldn't be that disappointed if Rublev was to do it. I think he's a quality guy, uh, a really good tennis player too, and he kind of does deserve a little break. The only thing I'm thinking is, look at this now. It looks very similar to me. It's a Nito ATP finals. <laughs> and Rublev, he didn't do fair too well in that in them under that pressure sort of environment. I remember he came out in an interview after one of the matches and he said the pressure definitely got to me. He felt... He was visibly nervous on court. You see him sweating, couldn't find a first serve. Um, and against Medvedev, someone like his older brother, who just always seems to be getting the better of him, I think we're going to probably see the same again. Brother, I'm I like go it. Four sets, Medvedev to him. It is a little bit like that. It's like the big brother syndrome, isn't it? He's, uh, yeah. You've got to remember, he's only he's got to the quarterfinals before in, uh, what was it, the French Open last year. He got to the US Open quarterfinals twice now. Uh, Andre Rublev never been further. Is this the time when he needs to step up to the plate? Because you're only ever going to meet these type of players when you get here, yeah, unless you obviously yeah. manage to get higher ranks and you might of be course. able to. But all of these players, out of all of them, you could possibly see him struggling against some of the a lot of those players. To be honest, like you'd sit a pass Nadal, Djokovic, Zverev. I, yeah, I think certainly, could... but he's, he's going to get better and better, mate. Yeah, Maybe this sure. year could be a bit too soon, but next year he's going to be there for sure. I think he so takes let's move set, on though. to the last one. Because I, think I know we're running out set. of time and we've Medvedev. got to get back to work. Medvedev in four, I'm going for. Oh, uh, so it's me then. And then the last one, we've got Sitapas Nadal. And this is the real one that I really wanted to speak about because this is the interesting one for me, or the, one of the most interesting of the round. Sitapas hasn't played a match. He's now nice and fresh. Uh, coming off, obviously, Nadal won in straight sets against Fabio Fanini. Looked impressive. Fanini looked a bit tired. Not sure. He maybe just played too much tennis uh, recently. And Rafael Nadal just ground him out too easy, really. It was just that standard Rafa performance we've seen in the Australian Open. Get the break, and then we're done with the set, that type of thing. Uh, for me, this one is too close to call. Uh, I don't think this is well, a, a lot given. of people are calls are saying it's going to be the up upset one. I mean, their city pass is going to cause the upset. I think uh, he's, he's gone for city pass for the win, Alex as well. Uh, Almino, city <laughs> pass to the semis. Wow, god, yeah. everyone's going for city pass here. I think, well, the only reason that I think that this is a wise call to maybe pick city pass is if you look at uh, the other people who have had breaks or had a buy through, like I'm, I'm just going to use Dimitrov as the example here. He obviously played one set against Karenio Buster and then had a long layoff, comes up and smashes Dominic team in straight sets. Sit a pass, just come off of a, yeah, not even, he didn't even have to step on court. So I, for me, I think uh, sit a pass, I think this is going to be a real tight match though. I think we could see it go to, it could go to five 
Well, looking at the last three here, so I'm looking at their last three matches they've played each other, uh, but all on hard court. So we had two in the ATP finals last year and one in Abu Dhabi. And all of them were three set victories to Rafael Nadal. So Sitapas taking a set each on each occasion. For me, he's only getting better since then. Um, so it is. I can understand people saying it's going to be close, but I think Nadal's going to win still, regardless. Uh, whether he drops a set or not is another question. I, I might even close. go completely bold and just shock the world. I think Nadal could maybe even do it in straight sets. Well, this is Crazy. the thing, isn't it? Like, he's playing yeah. so well. It's so hard to go against Rafa. And look, we could still be in for a Djokovic-Nadal final. <laughs> you never know. We could still See, be Sierpass in. is erratic. He's erratic at yeah. times. And um, I don't know. I've, I'm hoping we have another one of them days because I want to see Rafa get there, to be honest. Well, well, look what happened. I mean, maybe if we just roll back the clock two years, uh, back to the Australian Open, do you reckon he's improved anything from then? Because Rafael Nadal beat him 6-2-6-4-6-love when they last played at the Australian Open. What's that, Open. 2018? 2019. 2019. Well, yeah, certainly City has come on leaps and bounds since then for me. Um, so I do. I, I can understand it being close. I think we could say really close, maybe a tie break in the first set, Rafa to win that one. And I think if City Pass goes behind... I fear that his dad could get on his back, his head could drop slightly and we could start seeing more of the shanks and sort of under pressure, not really coping with it. Uh, I, and the Dow looks strong, mate. You see what he did to Fanini? Yeah. He's been playing well. He's not dropped a set. I think he's actually got the record now, or he's coming close to the record, sorry, for the most consecutive sets won in Grand Slams. Obviously, he went through the whole of Roland Garros without dropping a single set. He's gone through the whole Australian Open so far without dropping a single set. So his record in Grand Slams right now of not dropping sets is right up there with the best ever. Yeah, I know. He's incredible. I saw the statistic, but I forget it now. I think he might be second to... Oh, I forget now. He's, he's definitely coming close to, to taking number one spot. Well, I'm not surprised as well. He's formidable in these tournaments, uh, but not the same like Tsitapas. And as we saw, he dropped two sets to Thanasi Kokonakis in that uh, earlier matchup. Went to five with uh, somebody who you really should be beating, 267 in the world. Uh, so for me, I think he still has the frailties, the mental side of the game, the Borna Chorich when he lost that match in the US Open. That might come back to haunt him again mentally. And yeah. That we saw against Novak Djokovic in the French Open, came back to to make it two sets all, lost the fifth. I think we could see a similar thing here. I think Rafa could be pe pegged back, but then just take him in the fifth. That's what and I then think. we've got Ken Lee here. He's just clarifying the statistic. I said he's second to Roger Federer oh, uh, yeah. with 36 sets. So Roger no. Federer has won 36 sets in a row. Wow. What's Rafa Nadal won? Could you let us know, Ken? Yeah, It's exactly. close though, mate. And he's, he's on the way to do really well. And I uh, mate, I I'm going same again. I'm going uh, Nadal straight sets against Sitapas. Wow, straight sets would be. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Sitapas is learning every time. He's a big match player these days. Uh, I reckon that he's a better. Well, he can be a better hardcore player. He's never beaten Nadal on hardcore. I think this can be the time he runs him the closest in a Grand Slam at least. Oh, there we go. Thirty-three. So, uh, so something other. On thirty-three uh, and Federer's thirty-six at the moment. Okay. That's fair. That's pretty close. There's something that was also interesting to note that Alex Zverev, uh, he had his 50th um, Grand Slam match win, which is pretty good. It's a good uh, milestone to get to, winning 50 matches at Grand Slams. So I'm sure that's only going to increase. I'm sure he'll reach 100 at some point, no doubt. Nice. Cheers to Mary Sky. Loving the preview. 
yeah, so that's pretty much our uh, take on the men's side, isn't it? So yeah. we've got got those, and then we'll probably cover the other, the semi uh, preview when it happens, when we know who's in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are we going to do the women's now, or should we do it in yeah. another video later on? We could do it maybe later on if you fancy, Ben. Yeah, I think maybe we should. I think we we need. Otherwise, we're going to have to rush through it, and I don't think it's fair to the women that we just uh, yeah. rush through their draw. Uh, maybe we do a second video. It's just going to be uh, yeah another half an hour, and we can actually go right into a into the detail on it. Yeah, and we'll do it actually... the same as this one. If you like this one, please give us a like on the video and uh, hit the little bell as well, so you get notified when we do the same thing for the women later on. Um, it's certainly interesting. So let's just give a quick recap of these four here. I'm going to go Zverev, Dimitrov, Medvedev, Nadal. I'm going Djokovic, Dimitrov, Medvedev, Nadal. Okay. Nice one. Um, <laughs> let's get on with work then, mate, I guess. Back to work. Shame, really, because I'd love to speak about tennis all day. And I can't wait, mate. It's going to be some brilliant quarterfinal action. We're going to be doing as yep. many live watch-longs as we can for them. Uh, I think they're a bit more tricky now, aren't they, with the timings? I feel like they're doing oh, more mate. towards the middle of the night, even more than what it was uh, last week. But they're we'll just do our best. Yeah, they're starting at one thirty a.m. This the earliest matches now, uh, and uh, yeah. so the morning ones for nine thirty a.m. for us, so they work are up fine. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you haven't already, hit the like button, and if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. We'll see you later on for the women's, and then. Uh, I'm not sure if we're coming going live later tonight, but we're definitely going live tomorrow morning for the big one, Alex Zverev versus Novak Djokovic. Me and Ben head-to-head. -head. You can't miss it. See you later, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.